By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I, you know what? Forgot to turn her off. Hold on just a minute. Are you there, Shelly? We're off to a rip run start already, huh? You of there? Of course we are. <laughs> that happens to a lot of girls, right? Uh, I'm not going to touch that one. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? It's that kind of day. Oh, okay. Okay. What? I don't know what you were talking about there. Uh, anyway, I what I forgot, I, I forgot to hit one of the buttons, which stopped the music and it kept playing. And that's why I, I was, I messed up. Okay. It well, is. Thank you for the clarification. Cause I don't know about the rest of the world, but I was kind of concerned. You know, yesterday was our first Monday show of 2023. And today's our first, our second Tuesday show because we didn't do a show last Monday because that was the official observation of, uh, New Year's Day. Remember how? And you know what? Because that's what we do is is pay attention to official observations. And next year, or this year, if we last that long, <laughs> we won't wow. do a, we won't do a show on Monday uh, because Christmas and New Year's Day will fall on Mondays. So we'll get back to. But of course, what'll happen is since it's on a Monday, that'll be the holiday. People will take. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday the week before. I'm going to take th- three days off so I can get a, a six day holiday. Okay, whatever. Go to work. You know, get to work. Get a job. Get a job. Go show up every day. <laughs> you know, punch the clock. Get off the Do it. You know, get off that, I mean, um, exit and get a job. I was thinking about this yesterday. You're going to laugh when I tell you this, but think about how selfish it is. People go, well, I don't like the Apple guys. The Apple people, it's guys and gals, dudes and dudettes. Uh, they don't want to go back to work at the headquarters. They want to stay at home. Imagine if you took your car into the repair shop and, like, let's say you take it to the dealership. And the service writer said, well, uh, it'll be about five days. Five days? Why five days? Well, we have to have the car driven over to our mechanic's house. And he's going to work on it in his bedroom. And then he'll be back. What? Well, he wants to work from home. Well, how's he going to get it up in the air in the lift? Well, he doesn't have a lift. He'll just have to crawl around underneath it. He doesn't want to come into the shop anymore. So what do you mean? He's, he's Yeah, I took all his tools. The tools are all home. And, yeah, and he's got the grease gun and all that kind of stuff. And he doesn't want to come into the shop anymore. He's just going to going to repair your house, your car from his house. Yeah, but, but what if it needs to be put up in the air? You know, there's something needs to be you know, taken out that you can't. Well, then we'll have to uh, send it to another mechanic's house who I think he might have a lift in his garage. You know, get what I'm saying? I mean, there's certain people that can't work from home, and it's to the point where it's like, okay, so why do you so to be, oh, I don't want to go to work. I, I don't want to go into the office. I want to stay at home and work. Lazy I don't know butts. about anybody else, but I working from home is not my jam. Well, it's, you know... There's all sorts of stuff to prove that that people work at home, you know, are they really, you know, I mean, some people are very disciplined, you know what I mean? I know people that have worked from their home and literally have an office and go into their office and, you know, they come out for lunch and they go back in after lunch and they, you know, they do a very, but most people aren't that disciplined, you know what I mean? It's like, what, squirrel. It just drives me crazy. I mean, like my husband explains, I'm, I'm like a cage for Caged, restless animal testing the fence. Shelly, you know me the same way. When it snows, you know, I got to get You're out, there. out there. I have to the get out there. Of it. I have to get out there. When when the weather's bad, really do. when there's a tornado. I tor- want to play, make a snowman. When there's a tornado coming through, 
I don't hunker down in my basement. I get out in my car and drive around and try to find it. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I don't get out in my car and try to find it, but I do um, focus on it when it when it comes in town. I love a good storm. It is so erotic. That's what she said. Okay. By the she way, she did say that. By, <laughs> by the way, Shelly, you know what? What? I think you and I should take a field trip to the zoo. You know why? I just why? know that the monkeys throw poo at you. That's why I want to think we should take our field trip oh. to the zoo. <laughs> you pay for parking. All we want to do is... <laughs> I just know that the monkeys throw poo at you. I mean, just do the whole thing. I just know that the monkeys throw poo at you. I mean, Thank just you do the it. whole thing. I just know that the monkeys throw oh poo God, at you. Oh, my God. Seriously? Stop it. <laughs> Another great Shellyism, the monkeys, the monkeys, and the smartest woman. They do. The smartest woman in the world says, "Not true. They're behind glass." That's what she said. They do, but they they throw it at you, and the glass catches it. Oh, the glass catches it. Yes. <laughs> they are behind glass. Absolutely, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. But they do throw it at you. So you're saying the act of throwing well, it at you. Going, so in other words, in front of them. So in other words, you're saying that even though you can't get hit with the poo, you still don't want to have have the monkeys throw poo at you, right? No. <laughs> it's rude. Okay, six twenty-two. By the way, get what? serious for a minute. I heard oh, this news. Really? I heard Us? this news late last okay. night. Do you know the two ladies, Diamond and Silk, the two black ladies who are like the the Trump super fans? You know what I'm talking about, Diamond and Silk. I do not. You do know who Diamond and Silk are? No. Oh, they're they're just you know just amazing. I mean, even if you hate Trump, you gotta like Diamond and Silk. They're these two. I don't know who Sapphire and Tweed are either. Okay, unfortunately, Diamond died yesterday. Oh, I'm so sorry. Fifty-two years old, and uh, they were they were staples uh, around Trump. Trump got to be good friends with him. Matter of fact, he actually released her death on Truth Social on his own uh, social media site last night. And uh, she's 52, and nobody knows the cause of death. The only thing they know is that her sister, Silk, their, their, their names are, I think they're called, they're both, I don't think they were ever married. One has sort of, let me look at this. The one has um interesting name. The one who died, Diamond, is named Ainthia or something like that. Um, let me look it up. Anyway, the other one, they're, I believe their last names are Hardaway. Uh, let me look it up there. Um, you really don't know who they are? I don't. They have like been everywhere. And to the point where it's interesting was they talk back and forth. They like have this, this interesting, you know, way they speak in that one will say a line, the other will say a line, then they'll go back and forth, back and forth. And then when they're done with like a thought, they say the line together. You know, it's sort of like, okay, that's sort of interesting. How do they do that? Diamond and silk. Okay, diamond and silk. Um, yeah, pro Trump entertainer diamond of diamond and silk dies. And this says she's 51. Uh, world, uh, here's put it this, uh, Twitter, uh, world just lost a true angel and warrior patriot for freedom, love, and humanity. Please respect the privacy of Diamond's family, memorial, ceremony, TBA, Diamond and Silk, Wikipedia. Their names are, let me look at it, this is, Wikipedia is everything. Uh, Diamond, her name is in Ethia, I-N-E-I-T-H-A, in Etha, in Itha, Lynette Hardaway, she's Diamond, and her sister is Hen Hernithia Rochelle Hardaway, Diamond itself. Born Diamond was born. Um, 
when it says shows she died January 9th, 2023, which was yesterday. The duo received media attention during the 2016 presidential campaign of Trump and again in 20, April 2018 when Facebook notified them that they were unsafe for the community. And what's funny is they couldn't be. They're like they're like two women. They're like like two hens clucking. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, and that was really funny because I remember that, that Facebook said they're unsafe to the com- in the community. In response, they publicly complain, complained that Facebook blocked and censored their Facebook page. April 26, 2018, a representative of Steve King's invitation, they testified in front of Congress about their removal from the community. Subsequently, Republican members of Congress brought up the, uh, the two women's censorship claims at Mark Zuckerberg's testimony before U.S. Congress April 2020. The two were terminated from Fox News for questioning the legitimacy of COVID-19 data. On January 9th, 2023, Trump announced on Truth Social that Diamond had died at her home in North Carolina while he stated that probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out. Her official cause of death was not immediately made clear. She had taken absence from their Newsmax program with an unspecified illness in November 22 before briefly returning in December. So, you know, and once again, if you if you're Republican, Democrat, they're one of those people that some people loved him, some people hated him. And what was interesting was they were just so fun. If you ever heard him talk, you know, they never said they were not like one of these like, well, you, you're a terrible person. They were never like that. They're always complimentary things. Who knows? I mean, so things. Why is it the bad people live forever and the good people die young? You know, what's that Billy Joel song? Only good die young. See, that's why I'm. Yeah, 80. that's the song. That's that shows that shows that, that song's right, because that's why I'm 87, because only the good die young. Right. <laughs> anyway. How'd that work for you? I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. Yay! You know, I, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, uh, anyway, I'll do to you what Tiffany does to Harper. One, two, three. So big. What does that mean? <laughs> it means when you're actually getting up and moving. What does she do? What does she puts her arms up like that? One, two, three. So big. You put your arms up in the air. Is that what you do? Yeah, Tiffany, she puts her arms up in the air, and then Tiffany goes and gets this little baby and goes, one, two, three, so big, and lifts her up, and she just giggles. and. Interesting. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm telling you. I don't know, am I? Okay, things just, the political world, things just don't ever get. Before you start, the gentleman that was running against Dr. Oz. Yes. Who won that battle? The, 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 the cartoon character did. Not Dr. Oz. John Fetterman, who's like six foot nine, literally six foot nine, weighs like 410 pounds, is bald, looks like, looks like the evil, one of the evil characters out of a Batman movie. You know what I mean? And he can't, and once again, he. Are you mistaking him for Penguin? No, 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 no. He, I don't, I'm not saying he looks like one of the, he looks like he could be. You don't know where he could be like, Batman's facing the Fetterman. That's what his name is, Fetterman. So he did win. Yeah. I, and what, he can't hardly talk. Now, once again, oh, once I didn't again. I mean to get off on all that. I he, just didn't know who won. He had a stroke. Okay. I get that. Yes, Brad. I've told the story before. My mom was a special education teacher you know learning disabilities speech hearing therapists and stuff like that most of her her kids and she had a private practice as well too most of her students were kids but she occasionally had adults who had stroke 
you know, who had stroke and they had, you know, they had speech problems. And some of them, you know, I mean, there's other issues with stroke. Some people lose mobility on one side of their body. They can't use one of their arms. I can't remember which one it is. It's usually one side. They can't use one of their legs. They have trouble walking. A lot of them, it's very common for them to get their physical abilities back, but they can't talk. And one of the thing with him is he claims he can't listen he can he can read things. Remember, they had that debate where they had actually somebody typing, you know, like as as the questions were answered or asked, and as Doctor Oz answered, they there was somebody who was actually transcribing the you know the like closed caption kind of thing for him, and he had a screen in front of him, he could read the things. Okay, once again, if I were like for example, let's take the example of this the the guy who had the heart attack a week ago last night on TV, the you know the football player from the Buffalo Bills. Okay. He's doing much better, but he will probably never be able to play football again. And partly because of the fact he would probably never be able to pass the physical. It, it could be he may make this tremendously, you know, incredible recovery where he's able to run and jump, but yet he probably will never be cleared to play football again because he can't pass the physical. Because one so of the things, did he have a stroke? Oh yeah. Well, you know, he his his heart stopped. He's he, oh okay. You don't know about this story on Monday Night Football? I do, but I didn't know this. Yes, yeah, his stuff. heart stopped. He didn't have a stroke. His heart stopped. I mean, he essentially was, you know, essentially. Do you know that AED will not work if there's? Well, but you've you've talked about if this. The heart stopped. But what's interesting is this: they came out, they did CPR on him, and then they put the AED on him, and they said the AED, the CPR, kept him alive. In other words, kept you know his his blood flowing in his body and didn't do any brain damage, but. This, the AED actually jump-started his heart again. but Well, because his heart was beating. No, it stopped. If there was no activity no, whatsoever. No, it stopped. His heart stopped. He His heart stopped. He was he was essentially, if they would have put the you know the leads on him, he would have been flatlined. He literally, he tackled a guy, he was on the ground, got up, stood up for a second, and then fell backwards, just like, like a limp rag, boom, down on the ground. And, you know, and, and a couple of his teammates ran over. They motioned for the sideline people. You know, one of the, you know, the trainers came out. One of the, you know, the team doctor came out. I mean, you don't see, you know, somebody is in bad shape on NFL, uh, NFL game when they bring the ambulance out on the field. You don't yeah. hardly, you never see that. I mean, it's just to the point, normally they, you know, they put them in a cart, like a golf cart, and they take them off the field and they go inside. Bang. They opened up the wagon gate, brought the ambulance in the stadium, drove out in the field, put him in the back, away he went after. The, it was, he was on the ground for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. They're doing CPR and the whole bit. But going back to my point, what I was saying was, what was my point? Uh, my, my, you, were, you were downing, um, well, Fetterman. No, my point, I want to down him. I mean, if the guy, you know, it would be like, if he were like, let's say he was a judge. And he had a heart attack, okay, or, or he had a stroke and he couldn't talk or, or respond anymore. Guess what? He's got to retire, right? I mean, or like let's say let's say he's a TV newsman and he's a presenter on TV, or, you know, a, a, a one of the anchorman on TV. If he can't talk anymore, if he can't read the teleprompter, he can't do his job, right? So how in the world can he be a senator? Well, you know how he can be a senator? How? His wife. His wife, what? his wife. What about her? She's going to do everything for him. That's what she said. Oh, I'll, I'll do everything for him. So in other words, we elected the That's guy. That's illegal. <laughs> yes. Isn't well, it? go back in history. I can't remember which one of the presidents we had. I'll, I'll do some research on this. One of the presidents had a stroke. This is like maybe a hundred years ago or something like that. Had a stroke. Uh, he was deathly ill 
and he went and and supposedly he was unconscious for like a week and his wife put him in the bedroom in the in the in the you know in the white house and nobody was allowed in except her and she essentially was running the country because she would come out people would say uh, ma'am ask the president what we sh- should do and she would go in and essentially she wouldn't do anything because he was like unconscious and she'd come out the president says do this so she ran the the country for like a week I'm not kidding about that. I'll look that up. I'll tell you the story on that. So that's why they put in the interesting. That's why they put in the 25th Amendment, the Constitution, because there was no clear path that if the president was incapacitated, or if you remember the unbelievable thing that happened uh, when when Reagan was uh, shot at and almost killed, and you know, and his press secretary Jim Brady was shot in the head, and one of the Secret Service guys was shot. There was a famous scene where General Haig, who at the time was not an elected official. He was like on the on the uh, the uh, what they call it, the cabinet. He was, I think, the defense secretary, and he stood up in front of the the news uh, news uh, you know news press conference and said, "Don't worry, I'm in charge." I was like, well, "Hold on a minute now, you're not the president, you're not the vice president." Matter of fact, the smartest woman in the world sent me this last week, which is sort of interesting. There's a line of succession. If the president's incapacitated, the job goes to the vice president, and if the vice president is incapacitated, the job goes to the speaker of the house. Well, last week. We didn't have a Speaker of the House because of the fact that they hadn't, you know, you know, had this controversy with them. You know, the Republicans couldn't get all together and nominate uh, Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. She sent me this interesting thing that talked about that under that situation, the President Pro Tem of the Senate would have been the President. So in other words, the, you know, the Senators, uh, the, the, in that case, the President was incapacitated because the Vice President. Vice President is incapacitated. It goes to the Speaker of the House. But there was no Speaker of the House because Nancy Pelosi had already resigned because her term had ended as Speaker of the House. So then the presidency went to President Pro Tem of the Senate. And I give anybody 50 bucks if they could tell me who the President Pro Tem of the Senate is because most people had no idea who that was. So if that would have been the case, remember there's that TV show, was it the Dedicated Survivor? You know what I'm talking about? You know that TV show? No. When they have the, it's it's true. When they have like a, a, you know, like the the, we'll have one coming up. The State of the Union address where the president gets in front of the House and Senate. Everybody's there. The Supreme Court's there. And the theory is that if someone were, you know, some terrible person would blow up the the Capitol building and the president and everybody was killed, who would be in charge? And that's what this show was about. Dedicated survivor. That somebody in the in the government who was not going to the speech. That if everybody was killed, like, or all the, you know, like in a, a joint session of Congress and the v- president, vice president were all there, and over there, everybody was killed, he would be the president. And nobody would know who the guy is. And there's always what they call the dedicated survivor. Isn't that weird? Think about that? No, it's actually well, but, smart. <laughs> but I get what they're trying to do, but it's one of those things like, oh my God, that, hopefully that never happens, you know? Anyway, we're going way long. It's all your damn fault. I know. I do want to say one thing. Real quick, and I know we have to go to a break, but um, do you know about the FAST mnemonic, F-A-S-T? No. It's about having, if you if you think you're having a stroke, it, do the FAST mnemonic, F-A-S-T. Oh, you know what? I've got a recording of that. What? I've got a recording of it. Here, I'll play it for you. All we want to do is... Isn't that the FAST mnemonic? <laughs> Shaking my head, brother. Kills. 
Smalls are killing. Okay. Man. Hey, you know what? We want to keep our anyway. No, hold, whoa, 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 hold, hold on a minute. We want to keep our listeners in suspense. Shelley will reveal the fast mnemonic right after these messages. Ooh, I'm at the edge of my seat. I screwed up again, man. Second time in a row. Okay, are you there, Shelley? I am. Get me out. Are of here. you there? Yeah, I screwed up again. Hold on a minute. Let me do this. Uh, Got to do this with the computer. Uh, stop everything. Yes. Okay. Okay. And now we're back to normal. Okay. If that's possible. <laughs> normal is subjective okay. when it comes to BS.show. At our last break, Shelly was about to tell us some important phrase we needed to say if we have a stroke. And that phrase is? Fast. F-A-S-T. Which is? So you have someone look at your face or you look at your face in the mirror. Okay. But mostly it's someone else. And does one side of your face droop or is it numb? You have to uh, ask, somebody needs to ask you or you need to ask someone that's going through this um, to smile. And then if their face is uneven, that's one um, one indication that you might be having a stroke. So the A, then, is, the a is ask, correct? Correct? No. F is face. F A is arms. A is arms. Okay. Yeah. If one arm is weaker than the other, or is it numb? And what you do is you ask the person to raise both arms, and then if you are having a stroke, one of the signs is when you put your arms up out in front of you, that one of them will not stay up. It'll automatically start drifting downward. Okay. Then S is? Speech difficulty. Is your speech slurred? Can you say a sentence? And you have you have to ask them to, to say a, say a sentence, and that will be another indicator. You know, I read this article. You know what the sentence they they say the suggested sentences? What? Peter Piper pick a pack of pickle party poopers. How many parties did Peter Piper poop with this pack of pickle party poopers? That's the sentence they want you. To that's say. actually not. They didn't say that because that's not correct. Yeah, Peter Pie Pick Peck Pickle Pepper Pooty Pooper. How many parties party Peter Pie Pooty Pooper Pooper? Picked a peck of pickle peppers. No, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle party poopers. How many parties did party? How many parties did Peter Piper poop with his pickle? I can't. Bravo, Brad. I'm having a stroke. I think. Stop it! Okay. Take that back twice. So what's the T? And then the T is time to call. It's time to call nine one one. Really. Yes, and other stroke symptoms are numbness, yeah. confusion, yeah. trouble seeing, right. trouble walking, yes. and a severe headache. I think I have a stroke every morning with you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I have all those symptoms, Shelly. When I get in the air with Shelly, uh, now she's mad at me. You know that that wasn't right, right? Right, right. Doo-doo. Right, right. <laughs> Stop. Move on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure that people knew what the mnemonic was. Because I've, I've there have been times when I've actually done that mnemonic on myself just to make sure when I haven't been feeling well. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. Because you're four. <laughs> I'm four? Yes. Is it the number or like of F-O-R or F-O-R-E? Which one am I? F-O-U-R, F-O-R, F-O-R-E. What, which one am I? Um, Four? N-O-K-N-O-W. No, 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 but you said because I'm four. What does that mean? 
I'm four what? I'm because you act like you're a four year old. Oh, I'm ages four. Okay, because I'm four. Okay, I get it. Okay, um, off air before this, we went back on the air. The last break, I complimented Shelley, and she said, "You never compliment me, and maybe I don't compliment you enough." You say, "Let me give you a compliment." You say the funniest stuff sometimes, like. Like yesterday when you said you don't like to go to the zoo because monkeys throw poo at you. I, <laughs> I thought about that all day yesterday. I thought to myself, and when I chopped it up out of the out of the the air check yesterday, I thought to myself, only Shelley would talk about not wanting to go to the zoo because monkeys throw poo at you. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but the smartest woman in the world said, "There's glass there," and Shelley says, "Yes, there is glass, but they still throw poo at you. It doesn't hit you; it just hits the glass." So I'm thinking to myself, I need to go to the zoo today. See, you know what ticks me off about the zoo? It's free to go to the zoo, but they charge you $9,000 to park. You know, it's like... Yeah, that's why I said you're paying for parking, buddy. It's like, it's like if McDonald's says, hey, we're giving away free hamburgers today, but you have to pay for the wrapper. The wrapper's $2. Okay, so in other words, the hamburger... Oh, no, the hamburger's free. Just the wrapper's uh, $2. I don't want the wrapper. Oh, you have to take the wrapper. By food sanitary standards, we have to give you the hamburger and a wrapper. So in other words, you're telling me the hamburger's free, but the wrapper's $2. Yes, that's what we're telling you. How many free hamburgers do you want? None, because I'm not going to pay $2 for a piece of trash, right? That's like, that's like I told you the story of me going into the topless bar. I shouldn't admit this on air. Me going into the topless bar in Las Vegas. I told you that story, didn't I? No. <laughs> Uh, I will tell it. Will tell it next next break. That you don't. This I, oh I will. Glitter Gulch is the place. It's gone now. It was on Fremont uh, Fremont Fremont. Let me try that again. Fremont Street Experience, which is the uh, the old downtown street that they covered up yes. with like the you know the thing that goes above you has all the neat light shows and stuff like that. I believe it's gone, but it was called Glitter Gulch, and I, this is probably I don't know eight ten years ago. I'm there for our broadcasters convention and i'm you know walking around downtown las vegas and guys well i tell you the story next break okay okay <laughs> okay it is 6 47 it is bs.show i'm shelly she's brad i got it right that time i hit the button right where i should have aren't you proud of me i didn't screw up that time they grow up so fast i'm one for three so far this morning i've screwed up two breaks so far this morning Okay, I'm doing my homework on on the off the air. I'm still trying to research stuff, and Shelly's yakking in my ear, and I can't find what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking up the term glitter gulch, and I can't find it. I think that's what the name of the place was. It was this topless club in 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 Las Vegas. Okay, and quite honestly, I'm not a big topless club club kind of guy. I know you're going to go. I don't believe that. I have not been. The last time I was in. A club on the east side was when I was working, and that's probably been 30 years ago. Okay, I'm trying to find it. Fremont Street Experience, Girls of Glitter Gulch. Um, maybe hold on, maybe it is back in business. Girls of Glitter Gulch, Girls of Glitter Gulch Directions, 20 Fremont Street, Las Vegas, Nevada. Shows their Google it. Hold on, let me let me click on here in Las Vegas Weekly. This is. Girls of Glitter Gulch. 
Imagine sexy models parading down a catwalk, catwalk. Now imagine them doing it while wearing practically nothing. It's not a Victoria's Secret fashion show. It's the girls of Glitter Gulch, GGG. Features a long runway stage with three poles where skin is always in fashion centerfolds and porn stars frequent this club where you can catch features like Goldie Star, downtown's only strip club, recently underwent 3. Point, oh, they redid it. $3.5 million dollar renovation, making a favorite destination for Fremont Street crowd. Vegas Vicky Neon Cowgirl out front gives the place an air of old-school Vegas charm, and you got to love that, okay? According to this, when is the date on this? Is there a website here? GlitterGulchLV.com. You have people up there call them. No, you know, I think it might be closed again, because when I click on it, it takes me to some some weird page. It's not the girls. It's called a porn storm, okay. Brad. Let me explain. Hold it. It's open 1985, construction 1994, open 1994, Glitter History of Neon. Neon brought down Glitter Gulch, Glitter Gulch, Wikipedia, Girls of Glitter Gulch, Bachelorette Vegas, okay? Girls of Glitter Gulch, Las Vegas, Bachelorette Las Vegas. I don't think this is it. Anyway, here's my story. Are you going to stick to it? No. I I don't I want to say I want to say I can't really determine if it's there or not. Now hold it is here. Fremont Street Experience website 425. Now this says it's 425 East Fremont Street in Las Vegas, Nevada. Website. Let me click on it. No, it's not that's the whole experience. Okay, so I'm in Las Vegas for the NAB convention, and I. I, I love downtown Las Vegas. I love the Strip. I love downtown Las Vegas. And if, if you don't know what Fremont tr- Street experience is, when the downtown area used to be the center of all gambling, and then the Strip... The center of the universe. Well, it was, as far as gambling and debauchery and things like that. And then, debauchery. And then the Strip took over, and they built all the mega hotels and stuff word. like that. Debauchery, you don't like that? I think it's adorable. It's just south of Dupo over in Illinois. Debauchery, Illinois. You ever heard of it? <laughs> like Metropolis? <laughs> right. Down near Metropolis. It's between it's between Dupo and Metropolis. Okay. So so anyway, so that's what I like about you, Shelly. You throw me lines like that. I appreciate that. So anyway, um, I'm they what they did was they took part of Fremont Street and they covered it and they you know it's a pedestrian mall, big wide used to be street, big wide street. It's mall, and you walk up and down, and there's all these old style casinos there. Okay, is it covered now? Well, it is, but it's it is, but it's not. You know, it's got like it's got like this like a arch kind of thing. It's got like LED panels on it. That if you go there at night, there's there's effects, there's all sorts of weird stuff that goes on there at night. It okay. looks like it's day, and it's cloudy, and it's right, 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 exactly. Yeah. They can they can do the they can do the. So that's where that's at. <laughs> right, they can. It was do, in a. It was in a. Um, um, a, a an episode of CSI. Right, they can do the fake sun, the fake the yeah. fake sky stuff like that. Okay, so I'm walking down Fremont Street Experience, and I walk in front of Glitter Gulch, which is the strip club. And the guy says to me, "Hey, buddy, you in town for convention?" I guess I had that convention look about me. Might help. It, it was probably your white socks and sh- white socks <laughs> right. and shorts. And my white belt, yes. And your white. Belt. And I had still had my convention badge around my uh, my my, my <laughs> With neck. Your pocket protector. Right. My pocket protector and my my three different screwdrivers: my Phillips, my my Torx, and my straight blade. Okay, so yeah, and your your house coat like right, uh, right. So he says to me, "Hey, buddy, you look like you're in town for for convention, right?" I go, "Yeah, I'm in." He says, "Hey." You know what? For you, no cover. I go, really? He says, normally it's 
$50 cover to watch the girls at Glitter Gulch. He says, for you, no cover. I go, really? He goes, yeah, it's free. Come on in. So he opens up the door, and I walk in, and I look around. I'm going like, ah, not my kind of place. I try to leave. I'm informed. It was a strip club. What did you expect? <laughs> I don't know, but the guy was, you know, once again, it was free. You know, I was informed by the bouncer inside one drink minimum, and you can't leave till you have a drink. So I'm going like, oh my God, did I just get snookered? So you're being extorted. I That's go awesome. to the bar and I said, can I have an amaretta sour? Okay. And the gal, the bartender behind the bar, you know, puts the ice in the glass and she puts the sour mix in. And then she goes to the amaretta bottle with an eyedropper. And she puts it in the amaretta bottle. She pulls out one drop of amaretta and drops it in my glass. There you go, sir. Twenty oh, bucks. She did not. Yeah, that's how the drink Stop tasted. It. it was like she put it in with an eyedropper. You know, it had like you know, you know, you know, four thousand, four thousand milliliters of 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 uh, of of you know uh, whatever it's like forty mil. It's called forty milliliters of of um, sour mix and one milliliter of alcohol. So I drank the thing, and I and she says it's twenty dollars, and I go, is that including tip? No, tips extra. And the guy looks at me and he says, and you better drop her a ten. <laughs> you know, here's the the bouncer. So thirty bucks, and I'm out the door. I was in and out in five minutes. Well, look at that. You <laughs> saved twenty bucks. Yeah, I saved twenty bucks. <laughs> right? No, no. Yeah, I saved twenty because. And you helped. Put that girl through college, right. probably in her master's Because program. normally the cover was fifty. So yeah, I got I got very good, Shelly. I got I got a twenty dollar discount for watching the Always girls. Looking at the bright side. All it was it was a, it wasn't that big of a place. It was like you know, and the girls would dance on their bar. Like, okay, whatever, you know. And and I'm thinking to myself, you know, okay, I get I love to eat at the bar, but she might step in my hamburger. I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? No, we're Glitter on it, or <laughs> can't ooh, have uh, glitter on my hamburger. That doesn't taste good. Okay, we have stir to stir your drink with her big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Shelly the kink. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's thank you, Brad. It's six fifty nine. It is BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Seven oh six. A Tuesday morning. So happy it's Tuesday. S H I T. And I did my research. Glitter Gulch closed in twenty sixteen. Aw, sniffle. June 27th of 2016, there's an article talked about this, and this was an article, I don't know what's there anymore, this is an article that's dating back to 2017, June of 2017. There's a lot going on in Las Vegas club side in downtown Las Vegas. We've got all the skinny, blah, 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 blah. The demolition of one block side at Fremont Street and Main, informally called 18 Fremont, will begin on around July 15th, 2017. All the structures on the block will be taken down to ground level, including the closed Las Vegas Club Casino and its two hotel towers, Mermaids Casino, and Girls of Glitter Gulch Strip Club. At one time, it believed the older of the two Las Vegas Club towers would be imploded, but it's now been decided no implosion will take place. They talk about they're going to take down, I don't know if this is history or not, the lady outside of Glitter Gulch, they called her Vegas Vicky, and she was a neon woman who was like, sort of leaning back on her butt and she's got a six shooter in a holster on her on her waist. Uh, they're trying to save that. It's a big sign. That was that I called, remember her. They called her Vegas Vicky or Vicky Vegas, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. We're having great conversations off the air this morning and Shelly says to me, We need to have a positive segment. Like we you, do. You don't think I'm a positive guy? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, so what would your idea of a positive segment be? 
I don't know, something good that's happening in the community or in the world or Oh, hey, I know something. something. I know something that's happened down at the zoo. I just know that the monkeys throw poo at you. We go oh there. Oh my god, I'm never gonna live that down, am I? <laughs> Ever. We go to the zoo and have the monkeys throw poo at us. <laughs> okay. Oh, so see, here's the problem. Nobody cares about good stuff. Everybody wants to hear the skinny on bad stuff. That's, I don't care. That's the story. What they want. You know, they need to have some good stuff in their life. Why do you think TMZ is around? You know, I mean, everybody wants to see. You know, they want. Everybody wants to see the good people get their comeuppance. You know what I mean? They want to see the stars who are parading around with money and stuff like that, and the women who are dripping in diamonds and things like that. They want to see them, you know, drunk, you know, laying on the gutter someplace in downtown L.A. or stuff like that. Just like the guy who died. We didn't talk about this yesterday. Uh, the guy who died, what show was in? It was like the little kid. They called him everybody's little brother. You know what I'm talking about? What was his name? You know, I do not know. He died over the weekend. Let me see if I can find that. Who is he? Um, uh, and whose little brother did he play? They called him. They called. Hold on a minute. Let me. Um, Adam Rich. He was in Aiden is enough. Adam Rich. You know who I'm talking about? Kid had like the had like the 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 haircut where he had he he sort of had like the Justin Bieber haircut before Justin Bieber had the Justin Bieber haircut. Remember the original Justin Bieber haircut where it had like hair that just like he didn't he didn't have like a like a part he had just like in the middle of his head all the all the hair just came down and he had like the hair that was down all across his eyebrows stuff like that yes i do yeah he rose to fame as a child playing the youngest bradford family member nicholas on the tv drama eight is enough died court in los angeles county medical examiner he was 54 why rich is best known for his role in eight is enough he also appeared in several tv shows and assorted tv movies throughout the late 70s early 80s some of his credits include fantasy island chip small wonder and a voice role on the animated series dungeons and dragons now, um, Rich faced legal problems for allegedly burglary, alleged burglary in 1991. His TV dad from Eight is Enough after Dick Van Patten once paid his bail, according to a report from the Los Angeles Times. God, how sad is that? As part of a satire on, on celebrity death, Rich participated in a 1996 hoax, hoax, which falsely reported his passing, as written by heartbreaking work of staggering genius author Dave Eggers for Might Magazine. The former child star was featured in the CNN series The History of the Sitcom in 2021, reflecting his career in a post. I'm grateful for the joy I felt while working on eight row. I hope it may be enough to brought some joy as well. Okay, all these people, he's, what did I say, 54? Diamond and Silk, if you heard that, Shelly doesn't know who Diamond and Silk are. Diamond died yesterday. She's 52. Man, people are going way too early. Way too they early. Are. So, oh, people are dinging me. Who's dinging me? Everybody dings you, Brad. You're like a dinger. Okay, she says bowl cut. That's what it, she says bowl cut. That's what it is. It's a bowl cut. You know what a bowl cut is? Yes. They stick a bowl over your over your nose. And they cut around it. Yes, I've had one. <laughs> when I was a little girl. Okay, well, is is that a positive thing we talked about? Adam Rich dying at 54? That's not positive? Really? No. You really have to ask that? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, what do you consider positive? Um. How about How about the story that we had that we had yesterday? About, well, this is actually a bad story that turned out good. The story comes out. Remember, we talked about the guys who shot the the um, Cracker Barrel worker yesterday in the parking lot. Yes. Turns out six of them 
they were in a stolen car. Wonder, boy, amazing. They're in a stolen car. And the story was he went out to take some trash out. He's one of the workers at the Crackle Barrel, Cracker Barrel there on um, Veterans Memorial Parkway in St. Charles. And he goes out to take some trash out to the dumpster and starts his car to warm it up because he's working, apparently working the night shift. He's getting off or something like that. And these guys show up and try to steal his car. So he has a little, little confrontation with him. And one of the guys pulled a gun out and shot him twice. Shot him once in the torso, once in the arm. But, you know, thankfully not life-threatening. So they jump in a car and they head out of St. Charles. Imagine, guess where they're going? Three guesses. The casino. No, they're committing crimes in St. Charles. Where do they go after they commit their crimes? Denny's? No, they go to the city where they're from, you know, once again. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know well, what? I didn't know. See, I didn't know if you, see, we're going to say that uh, you they stop for <laughs> a little sustenance. No, you know, it's no. hard to be a complete and total uh, burglar. A dirt bag is what and, they were, right? And I think well, they're yeah. I think they're all under 18. I think they're all they're all juveniles, okay? So So is that like a ring? No, so they well they're they're stealing cars is what they do and that's why they're six. Are of they them. stealing Kias? No, 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 no. What no, I'm I'm being serious. No, that wasn't flippant. No, no, no. I told you about flippant. this. I heard a, a, one of the police dudes spokespeople last spokespeople last week say this. I've said it all along, okay? It's the law of unintended consequences. Most cars nowadays are very hard to steal, except Hyundai's and Kias, which are really easy to steal. But most Evidently. most cars, because see, the reason on that is, I didn't even know that was a deal. I thought it was mandatory by the government. In other countries, it is. If the Kias and Hyundai's that go to Canada have to have, you know, a chip key, you know, pass whatever you want to call it, anti theft key, but not the ones in the United States. So for like from twenty, what was it twenty? 2011 to 2021, all the Hyundais and Kias, not all of them, but most of them, did not have the chipped key. So in other words, all you had to do was, and that's what they did. I mean, you can, it, you can go right now on YouTube and watch the video. You can steal one of these in 30 seconds. And the thing I didn't understand was they steal it with the USB cord. What happens is they go in, you go in, you pull this panel out from underneath the steering column, and then there's a little pin you push and you pop out the lock assembly. So the lock assembly pops out, and then it leaves a little rectangular tab inside where the lock assembly would go in, and what you do is you grab a USB cable, which, ironically, the little hole in the USB cable, you know what they call the A A side of USB cable, is the same size little tab that sticks out from where the lock assembly was. So all you do is you stick the USB cable over this little tiny tab that's in the steering column, and you turn the USB thing, physically turn it. You don't use it to hotwire it. I thought they were going, well, where do you plug it in? You plug it in the thing, and you, you put the other end in the, in someplace in the dashboard, and the car starts up. No, you're using just a physically. You can do the same thing with a pair of pliers. You turn the thing, and it starts. Okay, so they're trying to steal this guy's car. You know, he jumps, apparently has a little conversation with him. They get mad. They shoot him twice. They jump in the stolen car. There's six of them. They're in St. Charles trying to steal cars. Okay? That's what they do. They jump, you know, they get a bunch of guys, hey, let's go steal some cars. And they go, they drive around until they find one they think it's, you know, able to steal. Or more likely, what's happened recently is they go to gas stations where people are gassing up their cars and keeping the engines running. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to get cold. So they get the engines running and they jump in and they steal the cars and away they go. Okay? So these guys head out of St. Charles and they have a flat tire right there on eastbound 70 between Earth City Expressway and 270. So six of them pile out of the car, 
and the brainiacs were that they were where are they going to hide in the Fred Weber quarry. <laughs> you know, they go, so they get out of the car, they climb down to the Fred Weber, Weber quarry. Guess what? There's only one way in and out of the Fred Weber quarry. So the police surround the quarry, and then for a while, as the trucks, you know, like their the trash trucks are in there dumping their trash, the police are actually stopping all the trucks. They're stopping the trucks from going in, but the ones that were in there, they're coming out, they're searching the trucks to make sure these guys didn't jump in the back of a trash truck and are on their way out. And they finally, yeah. they finally caught all six of them. I think, I don't think any of they them. Did? You know, yeah, they got six of them. You know, now, of course, once again, they're juveniles, which means, eh, I think they're all juveniles. Somebody keeps texting me. What's going on here? Somebody's got the story. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, there were three, 14, 15, and 16. Maryland Heights, were you talking about? They arrested three, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, I have a source that told me there was actually six of them. Uh, but three of them got away. I don't know. There was a Nissan. There are three, what, blah, blah, blah. I won't say. They stole a dump truck. <laughs> arrested in Maryland. They stole a dump truck. <laughs> 14, 15, and 16. Which means they'll go to Juvie Hall. And once again, when they turn 18, they won't have a record. I see. Uh, this just drives me crazy. Where are these kids' parents? You know? I mean, when my kids were that age, I pretty much knew where they were all the time. Now, not... All, all the time. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, did you ever go for like a couple days and not know where your daughter was when she was like in the 14, 15, 16 age range? Age, age, oh, age no. Age, range? I was not that mom. So, so in other words, at five o'clock in the morning, if you woke up and you went, went to her bedroom and she was gone, what would you have done? Oh, she's out partying. Would you, what would you have done? No, I probably, the thing about, the fun fact about Shelly as a mom. Yeah. Is I really didn't need to put pressure on her. She knew what I expected. Right. And, um, she kind of just, you know, watched herself. So she never she was got, a very good girl. She never got in trouble. Not as a teenager, no. <laughs> Except for one time in cahoots. <laughs> one time in cahoots. Hold on a minute. Let's hear about this story. What happened in cahoots? Which so, which is now the church, which is sort of funny, right? Uh-huh. It's it's now a church. It used to be. It, it started out as the original Sam's Club. Did you know that? It's yes. That it was did. the original Sam's Club, and then it turned into a little bit of Texas, and then in cahoots. And so, what happened in cahoots? So they had. I, I've talked about this before. I don't remember. They they have a. Uh, they had a teen night. Oh, that's right. Where if you were under 18, you could get in. She stole a car. I remember that in the parking lot. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. what it was. Then she I robbed. The then, she, then she robbed a bank. I'm sorry. Then she robbed a bank. No. And and then she took police on a three state pursuit. She ended up. She went through Illinois, went down to Metropolis, went across the river, <laughs> went, went went to Kentucky, right? And they got her someplace in Kentucky. Wasn't that the story? No. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> okay, so what Anywho, happened? Anywho. Anywho. So, um, I told her she knew I didn't want her to go down there. Right. Because there was nothing that that child could have done that I hadn't done already. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> seriously, I was, <laughs> I was the girl that your mother warned you about. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, so I, I, I never had to worry about it. I always found out about it. So we were sitting out on the front porch and her friend Katie texted or called and said, 
Hi, this is Katie. Um, I was supposed to meet Tiffany at In Cahoots, but she's not answering her pager. Like, oh, okay. And she goes, do you, do you know? I said, no, but if I talk to her, I will definitely let her know you called. So, and so you go to In Cahoots. I about it for a minute and drove down there. And you found her. I did. I went to the DJ's booth <laughs> and I said, could you please page <laughs> Tiffany Barr? And tell her that she, her mother's at the DJ's booth. No, I just said, could you please page Tiffany Barr? Oh, poor Tiffany. You know, and they paged her, Tiffany Here, Barr, come to the DJ's booth. Let me be the DJ. No, nope, didn't hey, come, didn't here. come, didn't respond at all. Yeah. So I waited for about 15 minutes and yeah. I said, could you please page Tiffany Barr to come to the DJ's booth? Her mother is waiting for her. Oh, and the crowd went, whoa, right? And so Tiffany, they said, Tiffany... Tiffany Barr, your mother's at the at the uh, DJ's desk, and uh, she's waiting for you. Your mommy's waiting for you. And the crowd went, oh, oh, Tiffany. No, but I walked around where they would be coming out. Right. And she was with an older girl, which I didn't like. Oh, I hate when they're with older And girls. so I just looked at them. Tiffany is white as a sheet. Her her eyes are as big as silver dollars. And I, I told the two girls, I'm like, you and you don't ever call my house again. I don't want to see you. Just, just don't. How old was she at and the I time? And I said, and you, Miss Barr, How old was you she? come with me. How old was she? 15. Wow. Well, maybe been 14. 14. And she was with some older girls where they were like 17 or something like that? Yes. Oh, those 17-year-old those girls, you got to watch out for them. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, when they take a little girl to In Cahoots. <laughs> oh, In Cahoots. The den of inequity. That's right. It was a den of inequity. <laughs> but Hey, man, I went to In Cahoots in, in, uh, in Oklahoma City. I know about In Cahoots. That's right. You lived in Oklahoma City for a while, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> you're an Okie from Muskogee, right, or something like that. I always said that, and I never found out where Muskogee was. <laughs> you say you're an Okie from Muskogee, but Muskogee, you didn't know where it was. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's sort of funny. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, you could actually call Tiffany. I bet she's. I she, call her all the time, the and she never answers the damn phone. So answer. Call her. Hold on a minute. Seriously. i got to get everything right. She never answers the phone. I call her, and I leave all her goofy messages about how I'm Dr. Smith, and her STD test came back. You know, yeah, I'm... don't do that. <laughs> I don't think she likes that. Okay. She probably wants to throw a punch you, too. I should get her a book. <laughs> okay, here we go. We'll see if she answers the phone. Okay, hold on. One ring. Okay, one ringy-dingy. Two ringy-dingies. She's not going to answer the phone. She sees me, and she goes, oh, I'm not talking to him. And we get a voicemail. See, I'm telling you, it's going to go to voicemail. It sure is. Voicemails, Tiffany Lee. Voicemail's next. Ready, here we go. Hi, you've reached Tiffany Gaines. Sorry you missed your phone call. Leave me a message, and I'll call you back. Have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Uh, Miss Gaines, this is Jim Westerfield. I'm head of security here at In Cahoots. 
And I just wanted to tell you that we went through our lost and found. We found some of your stuff from when you were here years ago. Could you please give me a call and arrange to have this picked up? Thank you very much. How's that? <laughs> Yay! She won't ever. Oh my gosh, Harper! Harper Faye, that little nugget. Oh, here we go. Can sit there and and she um she she waves to you. You wave to her. She waves back to you. I do that on a highway. I wave to people and they wave back to me, but not yeah, with but all the. Yeah, but yours only concerned, is only <laughs> no, they, has only had one phalange. No, they only wave back with one finger. I'm going like, why are they so rude? I'm waving with all five fingers. Do you know if somebody lets me over? Yeah. I'll roll down the window and put my hand out and give them the peace sign. You know, if somebody lets me over, I must be I must be driving in heaven or something like that because nobody ever lets me over. No. That's because you're doing 40. Here we go again. They passed you 10 I, miles we back. We talked about the speed limits all over the country yesterday. I'll have you know that there were times when I drove across Utah through the many years that I've driven out to the West Coast in my little car, several times I did it in my $100 car, when I drove out to Utah on several occasions, I set the, the cruise control at 90. 90. I'm driving uh-huh. across Utah at 90. Speed limit's 80. I'm thinking to myself, eh, plus or minus 10. You know, they won't care, right? <laughs> Especially when you go through, you know, you know, I've told this story. People, if before any of you die, any of you listeners die, you need to, here's the trip you need to take. You need to take in the summer because you can't do it in the winter because you typically have a tough time getting through the Rockies with the snow and stuff like that. In the summer, go fly to Denver if you don't want to drive across Kansas, which is like, you know, boring city go to denver rent a one-way car i've never done this before but it's easy to do <laughs> but trust me you know only you know only professionals can do this no, but no, no. you can try it no no what i'm saying i've never just flown to denver i've always driven from st louis you know i've done i've out and backs i don't know how many times i mean five or six times i've driven matter of fact um, the one time I did, I rented a car and I drove from St. Louis out to San Diego and then I flew back from San Diego. But most of the time I drove out and I drove back twice in my hundred dollar car, the car that I bought for a hundred bucks. Anyway, you need to take the drive from Denver to Las Vegas. It's the most amazing. It takes you about 10, 12 hours, depending on how fast you go and how many bathroom breaks you take. It's the most amazing trip you'll ever take because first off, you know, everybody thinks, Everybody thinks the Rock, you know, Denver's in the Rockies. No, it's right at the foothills of the Rockies. And as soon as you get west, you start going up, you know, Golden, Colorado. You start going up the hills, into, and then you get into the Rockies. And it's unbelievably beautiful. Then you're on the western slope, like Grand Junction, and you keep going west. And then you hit Utah, and there's a town called Green River, Utah, okay? And as you come into town on I-70, there's a sign, not put up by a billboard company, not put up by one of the merchants, by the highway department that says, next service, 113 miles. You drive for 113 miles in Utah, and there ain't nothing. The only exits on the interstate are ranch exits. Literally, a ramp goes up, and it ends at, you know, the pavement ends at the top of the ramp, and that's so that the ranchers can get their, their, you know, trucks in there to pick up their cattle and stuff like that. And... There are spots when you can probably see, I don't know, five miles in front of you, five miles behind you. And, you know, there's guys, I mean, I'm doing 90 and cars are passing me. I mean, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's funny because because now I look back, I think I remember you passing me out in Utah one time. Uh, anyway, uh-huh. uh, you do 90 and people are driving, they're passing you. And because you can see for miles. 
And, you know, you watch your rearview mirror, watch in front of you, and the only thing you got to worry about is that they've got, you know, they paint those squares on a highway if they're doing the airborne, you know, the airborne speed control, stuff like that. But most of the time they're not. They don't care. You know, what are you doing? You know, not, I told you. Remember, you didn't believe me. Western Texas, speed limit's 85. You do plus 10. Yeah, you can, I still you can, don't believe you. I, I, I'm telling you. I've, I've been on that stretch of interstate. I, there's another one you don't want to do. First time I went out to California, I went 70 west and then drove down 15 from, you know, through Las Vegas and into, and into LA and then five south in LA. And then I came back out. I drove back home on Interstate 10. Boring. You know, I mean, it's like you go forever. You know, in Southern California, it's pretty nice. Once you get into Arizona and New Mexico and then Texas, it's like boring city. I mean, how many cactus do you want to look at in Arizona? You know, it's like, I told you there's big... Wouldn't that be cacti? Well, remember, I told you this stupid story that there's big holes in the cactus, okay? At least back when I did this years ago. Big, see these cactus on, along the interstate, big holes. I go, was that a disease? What? No, guys shooting the cactus. That's what they do. They drive along the highway and they shoot at the cactus. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but, you know, I think, remember, last time we talked about this, I looked it up. I think there's like a law in Arizona now that if you get caught shooting in a cactus, you get thrown in jail for 20 years. But all the, <laughs> at least back then, when I did, all the cactus had holes in them. Like, isn't that sad? You know, they, it's the cactus disease or something like that, you know? Uh-huh. I'm thinking about myself, maybe I can get out and put some salve on it, something like that, and those holes will disappear. No, they're bullet holes. So you could put some kind of flower in them. Yeah, just like at my place. I got the bullet hole in the front window. <laughs> yes, you do. And and you've seen it too, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes. My friend, oh. why do you have a bullet hole in your window? Oh, somebody took a shot at me. You know, what are you going to say? Okay, it's 729. I take shots at you every day. <laughs> it is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS 733. It is a Tuesday morning. So happy it's Tuesday. And Shelly always loves it when I say that, don't you? I do. Yeah. It just okay. does something for me, Brad. Mike Otten sent me the ratings for St. Louis Radio. You ready for this? Guess who's this is? We 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 have three months here: October, November, December. Guess who's number one? These are all December ratings. Guess who's number one? Uh, once again, St. Louis market is now number twenty-four in the country. It used to be like number eighteen. We keep getting smaller. Well, the market doesn't. The market stays the same. We just keep getting hip hopped or hopped over by other stations. I mean, other cities are getting bigger than us. You know, once been once upon a time, San Diego wasn't even the top one hundred. Now it's like number 18 or something like that. Okay. Uh, total population, 2.3 million. Black population, 439. Hispanic, 71,000. Okay, this is updated 1228 to 22. This is the latest ratings from Nielsen. Casey, number one, 9.5. KZK FM. This is interesting. In October of 22, KZK had a 5.0. In December of 22, a 9.4. See what Christmas music does for you? Almost doubles their ratings. Uh, WARH, which is the arch, number three at 9.0. Number four is WFUN, which is Urban AC, 7.4. Uh, the point is number one, one, two, three, four, five at, at 6.9. Your favorite station, KLJY. You know what KLJY is? Yes. God Squad, 6.1. They're number six. Clue mm-hmm. is 5.9. At number seven, WILFM is number eight. At 5.8, KSDFM is number nine at at 5.5, and KWMU, oh my God, 4.3. KWMU is the number is the number ten station. 
Now, we have to go down to number 12 for Camo X. Camo X is at a four. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Once again, they used to be number one. They did. Number one all the time. Number one all the time. Incredible. Where are we at? Uh, we're not on here because, once again, this is Nielsen. Used to be they would rate all stations. Now they only rate the stations that send them a check. And we don't send them a check, so we don't have any ratings. So, well, who can afford a thirty-five thousand dollars check? I think it's more than that now. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. But see, once again, it's like you know, what's a? They're a great rating service, okay? If the number they one, are. let's say Casey, the number one station in St. Louis, decided, eh, we're not going to send you a check anymore, they wouldn't even be on the list anymore, even though they were the number one station. More people listen to that station. Any other those affording Nielsen? Well, you didn't pay us. It's like it's like it's like almost like protection money. Hey. You want to be rated? Send us a check. If you don't send us a check, you don't get no ratings. You know what I mean? Like, Otherwise, we're going to send our cousin right? Guido over well, here. Guido's going to come over, and he's going to, he's going to inspect he's your gonna, studios. He's going to have a little talk with you. Right. I bet you'll find some talk. wiring problems with your studios after Guido gets done. You know what I'm saying? Send the check. You want ratings? Send the damn check. God. See, can you imagine? See, I won't go there. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Okay. I have a story that... I can't believe what's happened to our country in some respects. And I can't believe... I what, agree with you. I, I don't know what your story is, but well, that particular statement I totally agree with. Okay, lately, all you hear about in about school is bathrooms and, you know, well, what if my little Jim is now little Jill and and she wants to know which, which bathroom is hers and, you know, all this... Okay, what? I want to know how they can make... Think that a child that's in the third grade can make a decision on what kind of sex that they choose to be. Well, okay. They don't even know what sex is. Okay. What is school for? To learn. Okay. Now, when you went to school, there were kids, you know, who were the brainiacs, right? And you can probably still say, if I said to you, Shelly, who is the smartest boy, girl, in your class. You can probably, to this day, give me a name, correct? Mary Jo McClelland. Okay, so you can tell me who that smart person is. And yes. everybody knew that she was the smartest girl around, right? Yes. And she did great on tests, and she probably went yes. off to be a doctor, right? Okay. She was going to do something. She actually ended up doing something. Um, she worked for... Uh, Don't tell me she worked at Glitter Gulch in Las Vegas. I'll be disappointed. <laughs> no. But she was a belly dancer, but no. She was um, a belly she, dancer. Uh, she actually started working for uh, the geospatial. Um, oh, yeah. She's one of the map people, the, the mapping yeah. agency. Well, yeah. That what they no, call it's more, she actually just got her doctor or master's in. Um, well, they used to call it defense mapping. Now it's something geospatial. That's the new place they're building yeah. in North, North City. Okay. Yes. Okay. So did she win awards? Did she win, like, scholarship or academic awards and stuff like that? I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm surprised if she didn't because okay. she was brilliant. Okay. Is brilliant. Here's the story day. out of Virginia. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, and let me just say one word. It's called, the word I'm going to say is meritocracy. Okay? You know what meritocracy means? <laughs> no, seriously. You know I, I'm laughing because I do, but I thought of something else Hold which on. i'm not going to say Here, so I will, say thank you shelly i will i will read the official definition of meritocracy uh, a society governed by meritocracy 
Uh, Britain is meritocracy, and everyone with skill and imagination may aspire to reach the highest level. A ruling or influence. In other words, government are holding a power by people selected on the basis of their ability. Progress towards meritocracy. Okay. Sports is a meritocracy. The best guys who are the best of the best of the best of the football players play at the NFL. The best of the best of the best of the best of the baseball players play in the MLBs. Same thing with the NBA and the NHL. The best of the best of the best. I just like when I was growing up, you know, I played Little League Baseball. And I remember my call, my, you know, my call to reality was when one of my coaches said to me, Hey, you kids get out there and do your best. And maybe someday one of you might make it into the major leagues. And one of the other parents said, well, the chances of that are one in 10,000. So in other words, I played in an entire league of little league baseball that had, I don't know, maybe a thousand kids in it. Not one of those kids ever made it to the major leagues. Okay. Because none of them were good enough. Okay. So meritocracy is rewarding someone. And once again, how does Tom Brady keep playing football? Because he's still good at it. Even though he's 45 years old, he set a couple records this year, even though they, the team didn't do very well. They're still in the playoffs. He set a couple records this year. He's 45 years old. He's played for 20 plus years. Okay. Here's the story out of Virginia. And this is what's happening to our schools. These two high school students didn't know it, but they got academic awards. Why didn't they know it? Because the schools didn't give them to them. Can you believe this? Yes. Okay, here's the quote from one of the one of the the uh, uh, from from essentially the person doing this news stories. We now have two high schools in the same school district, in the school district that has just been nakedly political, nakedly focused on things that are not about advancing kids' interests, but about idea of equal outcomes for everyone. They found out. Here, I'll read you the first paragraph. Virginia parents uh, parents are outraged after another distinguished high school was accused of withholding merit awards to advance the district's policy of pushing equal outcome for all students. Fairfax County mothers Carrie Lucas and Azra Nomani joined uh, Monday to discuss how the equity policy has affected merit scholars and how parents in the district are fighting. Uh, but what does that mean for merit scholars? What does that mean for those kids? It means that the school doesn't want them to succeed, and certainly the superintendent of Fairfax Public Schools Board doesn't. Lucas, who is the mother of a student at Langley High School, um, came under fire for allegedly withholding notification of the merit awards of you know, all the name of equity. In other words, these kids, the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, and they call it TJ, and Alexandria faces similar allegations, supposedly withheld the academic awards to promote equal outcomes for every student. The delayed awards in question are given by the National Merit Scholarship Corporation, which recognizes top-performing high schoolers. TJ received the 2022 honors in October, but did not distribute them to the students until a month later after early application deadlines had passed, according to Nomani. Nomani's son, a 2021 TJ graduate, was honored as a commended student in September of 2020, but was never notified. How did she find out? She went and checked his, his permanent record, and here's this award certificate, his record. So they confronted the schools, and here, here's her quote. Two years later, I discovered my son was a commended student because the school system had that information, hid that information from it. No parent should be afraid to stand up. We all have to stand up, blah, blah, blah. The principal of Langley High School, Kimberly Greer, admitted to the delay in an email she sent to parents after the allegation surfaced. She said, I'm delighted to let you know that your student was des- designated as, commi- as committed 
designated as committed a student by the National Merit Scholarship Corporation. She wrote, I must apologize. Certificates were not distributed to these students in the usual way this past fall. I'm deeply sorry for this mistake. They didn't give them up because they didn't want to have the kids being honored as being smart kids. Because they want everybody to have an equal outcome. It don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? No, I was actually having a, t- a conversation with someone that kept on saying, it's just not fair. And I'm like, honey, life isn't fair. Well, but here, see, the school district. It's like, for example, was did this happen during COVID or just now? It's happened over the last couple of years. But, but well, see, COVID changed the world. Yeah, but what, Tiffany studied her behind off and I, then some I understand. To, get, to get her bachelor's in nursing. And she didn't even get to have a ceremony. Not even a walk or a picture. She did have professional pictures taken by her dear friend Amber, who's probably having a baby as we speak. But hey, I I disagree with that. When she was at Washmo at 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 Little John's or Little Mercy in Washmo, I drove through the emergency room, uh, you know, where the ambulance and threw a couple of white castles out the window. I said, Tiffany, these are for you. Congratulations. Oh. And she said, Ain't no thing but a chicken <laughs> ring. <laughs> No, go back to the story. Why Why won't you celebrate the fact that some kids are smarter than others? I mean, that's just the way things are. You get 10 kids, you know, go to high school, grab 10 kids, you know, five boys, five girls, whatever they are nowadays, five furries, you know, five boys, four girls, and one, and, and one furry, whatever they are, you know, holding out, well, no, hold, four, oh, yeah. four boys, yeah, four yeah. girls, like, a furry, see, I just, and a dog, whatever. I'm sorry, I just don't agree with that. Whatever they identify with. Okay, and and you say, okay, here's a test, you know, here's a math test. Okay, one of those kids is going to, one of the, you know, one of the guys, gals, is going to ace that test, the others are going to do okay, and the other three are going to flunk, okay? No matter what you do, that's life. You know, I mean, like, I, I had somebody the other day, hey, you say to me, hey, what did you really want to, you know, what do you want to do nowadays if you don't do radio anymore? I want to, I say, pitch for the Cardinals. And they laugh. They go, pitch for the Cardinals? You're old. I go, yeah. So the problem with that is, that's ageism. You know, you tell me I can't pitch for the Cardinals, but you're not a good pitcher. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? You know, How do they know that? Because I'm 87 years old and my right arm fell off, you know. But so so these kids want awards. They want scholarship merit awards, and they never got them because the school district didn't want to give them out because they made it look like oh that makes that makes the other kids who get the awards you know it's like it's like well so since this is a litigious society, are they going to fight that? I don't know. Who knows? It's like the every every kid gets a trophy thing. You know, I mean, every kid on the on the you know play whether the worst the kid who who missed half the games get his trophy just as much as the kid who showed up every day and you know and you know once again it's one of those things. Guess what? It doesn't work that way. Look at sports. You know, that's why I don't pitch for the Cardinals, because I'm an old guy who can't throw. And matter of fact, at this point in my life, I'd be lucky if I could if I could throw a ball over home plate 60 feet out. I used to be pretty good. I used to be able to. Matter of fact, at one point in time, I did do the speed gun thing. I could get up to about 75 miles an hour with a pitch, okay, which ain't bad. You know, I mean, these the pros do it like 90, you know, 90s and 100s. But 75 is not bad for a, for a duffer like me, okay? I was bad at golf. I was so-so at baseball. I was so-so at tennis, you know, I was so-so at at uh, at Hanway. Okay. You don't believe I was a good Hanway player? Oh, I believe you were a fantastic Hanway player. I was great at Hanway. Yes. That's because they showed you how to properly use your Framister. You're not going to bite on the Hanway line? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
747. It is BS.show, 752. Uh, you know, Shelly, I have a strange body. Did you ever know that? Um, I, I had no idea, but okay. I have short legs and a long torso, okay? As a result, um, like, for example, if I'm wearing a T-shirt, a regular T-shirt that I would buy, you know, regular size T-shirt, it won't stay tucked in because it's not long enough. Too okay? short. Too short. Okay. But for someone who... So good to be in big, big and tall. No, 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 no. You know what I find out? You know what I found out? You know what I bought last week, which I fell in love with? I got one of them just to try it out. What's that? I've got an urban t-shirt. I don't know what that is. An urban t-shirt. They call it either the urban t-shirt or the hip-hop t-shirt. The hip-hop t-shirt is... Is it a wife beater? No, no, no. It's a t-shirt. But it has a long tail, but it's not, it's long. So, you know, so in other words, when, when you wear your, your pants, you know, you would do the sagging wagon thing, you know, when you wear your pants down, like you got half a butt crack, you know what I'm saying? The urban. <laughs> you never, ever, ever look and see what I wear. The urban t-shirt. Do you? The urban t-shirt is 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 what you wear and I, I got one and it, actually it's pretty cool oh yeah that's what i wear is an urban t-shirt but see, thank you Brad, but, but see they don't the interesting being, thing about you know, it, like so on top of it you know what the difference with the urban t-shirt is i do not it doesn't have a flat bottom as opposed to to i like uh, flat bottom girls though as, as opposed to kim kardashian no it doesn't it doesn't have a flat bottom you know what i mean it's got like a what do you call it you know t-shirts have a squared off bottom these have like a a scallop bottom, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have, yeah, go, they're long in the about. front, long in the back, and and shorter on the sides. You know, they have like a scoop, whatever you call it. I mean, you know, you can tell that I'm just, you know, I could be up there on on, you know, in all the fashion shows and stuff like that. You anyway, could. you could be announcing right now as we speak. The only problem is they're like they're like twenty bucks. I'm going like twenty bucks for a t-shirt. That's a little bit, you know, over the top. But anyway, I love it. I have one of them. Aww. Yeah. So you're gonna like continually use it, or are you going to? I washed my car with it last night. It's great. You know that's what you do with your old t-shirts. <laughs> you wash your cars with it. Okay, going back a minute here, I pulled this up in Wikipedia and I found this fascinating. We talked about meritocracy. This dates back to ancient Greece. Yes. And talks about the notion of political system in which economic goods and our political power are vested in individuals, people based on their talent, effort, and achievement, rather than wealth or social class. Advancement in such a system is based on performance as measured through examination or demonstrated achievement. Although the concept of meritocracy has existed for centuries, the first known use of the term was by sociologist Alan Fox in the journal Socialist Commentary in 1956. It was then popularized by sociologist Michael Dunlop Young, who also used the term in his dystopian political and satirical book, The Rise of the Meritocracy. And it talks about um, it was uh, famously argued by Plato in his book, The Republic and stood to become one of the foundations of politics in the Western world. Now, here's what's interesting. If you go down in this more recent definition, blah, 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 and it goes to, it goes, it talks about an education. You'll find this interesting. The most common form of merit, merit, meritocratic, I guess you said, wait a second, meritocratic screening found today is the college degree. Higher education is an imperfect meritocratic screening system for various reasons, such as lack of uniform standards worldwide, lack of scope, um, some talented people never have an opportunity to participate because of the expense, more especially in developing countries. Nonetheless, academic degrees serve some amount of meritocratic 
screening meritocratic, is that right? Meritocratic screening purpose in the absence of a more defined methodology. Education alone, however, does not constitute a complete system as meritocracy must automatically confer power and authority, which degrees does not accomplish independently. Now, here's the interesting thing. We talked about this school where they're not giving out the awards because these kids are smart. But think about that for a minute. You know what the hypocrisy of that is? It just hit me when we in that last break. What's the, that? The hypocrisy of that is that if you're a high school graduate and you show up at your local school district and you say, hey, I want a job teaching, what are they going to tell you? Well, I'm sorry, you don't have a college degree, right? Yes. You have to have a college degree to be a teacher. Well, yes, I, you do. I'm really smart. You can get your master's and not have not be able to teach. Well, there's a rule about that, but we won't go into that. But the point being is, to a certain extent, teaching in itself is a meritocracy, right? If you don't have a degree, you don't teach. Yeah, but yet, you could be the most brilliant person in the world. You could be the world's best teacher, and you could go and apply at Hazelwood or Parkway or Rockwood and say, hey, I want to be a teacher. Well, you don't have a degree. Well, I'm really smart, and I'm a really good teacher. Well, too bad. You don't have a degree. So the idea is, by the nature of education, education by its own nature is a meritocracy. But yet, they're essentially not wanting to show that these kids are smart, and they're withholding their awards because they want everybody to have a, quote, equal outcome. Guess what? There are no equal outcomes in life. You know what I mean? Like, for example, in, in, like all the kids you graduated, well, you never graduated from high school, right? Wow. <laughs> but all the kids you went to high school with, some of them became doctors and lawyers. Some of them became bums, right? Um, I don't know. You don't have any bums in your school? Not that I've met. Lots of bums in my school. Matter of fact, I pass them all the time. At 70, they're at the, at the 94 exit. They're out there working a sign. Oh, my goodness. That's I, not true. Stop it. It's true. And I followed one of the guys right one night. I thought, I'm going to sneak up behind him and find out where he goes. He went down a couple blocks down there behind the Martian car wash. He used to be in the Martian car wash. Gets in his Ferrari and drives home. Thinking to myself, damn, I should be out there working the sign. Instead Where's of, the Martian car wash? Well, they, it's not Martian anymore. They changed it. it was, they built a new one right next to QT, right there on 94 in, in St. Charles, where the where the guy shot the robber and killed the robber there. Don't you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? What? No. You get off the ramp, you go in West and 7, you get off at 94, you make a right, it's right down the street. The Mar- It used to be, now it's a club car wash, it was a Martian car wash, it was brand new, they built it from the ground up, and it's literally across the street from, um, there. if you, you go West and 70, get off at 94, you make a right, you're on you're on 94, first capital drive, whatever you want to call it, right there on the corner, there used to be a Wendy's, it's gone, and as a matter of fact, it's down in the hole right where they redid 94, and then you go a little bit further, and Boone Slick, you make a right on Boone Slick, and when you make a right on Boone Slick, the car washes on your right, the QT's on your left. If you're driving on 94 further down, like you're going to, to West Clay, you pass the car wash first, and then there's a street, which is Boone Slick, and then the other side of Boone Slick is the, is the, the quickie, the quickie mark, the QT, right there, where the guy shot the, the robber, who was attacking the woman with a knife. Did we talk about that? Oh yeah, you don't remember that? We, we thought about, that he was within his rights, didn't we? We, well, we talk about it tomorrow. Okay, guess what? we got 10 seconds. Say goodbye real quick. Say goodbye real quick. Peace and I fly. Have a great day. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.